Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, night, wherever, whatever time it is for you. Before we begin, let's just find a little time to arrive. Wherever you are, just settle down. Close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Relax your facial muscles. Thinking of a beautiful flower unfolding. Just relax the facial muscles. Relax your neck. Shoulders. Spine. Soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Just watch the breath, imagine. The breath is rising from the navel to the heart as you are breathing in. Your heart is opening. As you breathe out, it's closing, attention coming back to the navel. As the breath comes up, beautiful lotus flower opens in your heart. As the breath goes out, it closes. For the next breath, keep the heart open. and let the breath just happen. Your attention is on the open heart, open lotus in your heart. Recording in progress. Now we bring that attention in the center of the forehead. Keep your eyes closed. Think about your eyes being absolutely still. Stillness in the mind comes with the stillness of the eyes.
once you are trying to still your eyes and think about stillness of the mind, you may experience a little tension. Release that tension. Then the light from within begins to shine in the center of the forehead. It comes and goes, hide and seek game happens, but you just keep your attention there. You feel a little pulsation in the center of the forehead as well, as you are attempting this. Pause your breath for a moment and keep your attention in the center of the forehead. Just pause the breath wherever it is. And then release it. It's a beautiful way to experience the effect of meditation by pausing the breath and feeling the vibration, feeling the pulsation in your body. Sometimes it's in the forehead, sometimes it's in the heart. When you are focused on the rhythm of this pulsation, you connect with the rhythm of life, rhythm of nature, which is happening all around us. Thank you very much and slowly open your eyes. Speaking of rhythm of nature, this, it's a time of change right now. The season is merging with each other. We are entering into the time of Navaratri on April 1st. And it's a perfect time to Take a step back from whatever we have been engaged in and come back to yourself. Think about, in our tradition, we have devoted this time for devotion. Devotion to what? Devotion to that presence, 
which is beyond any name, form, gender, race, color, shape, size. All we know that there is a presence greater than us. We may not subscribe to any dogma. We may not believe in anything. But do we believe in something bigger than me? And it's a question that each one of us can ask ourselves, not try to have a conversation around it, but just ask, look at yourself. Do you believe in something high, greater than yourself? If you do, what is your relationship with that presence? How do you engage, communicate? How do you bring that in your life? So whatever effort we make to come a little closer to that presence is called devotion. What is the form of your devotion? Is this something to talk about, discuss and argue, or try to impress someone or impose on someone? My devotion is, has nothing to do with anyone else. It's just between me and that presence. If I try to impose my devotion on someone or prove my devotion to somebody, it's all distraction. Your devotion is a devotion of silence. You know in your heart that there is something higher and you are very blessed if you have a feeling of love, appreciation for that presence in your heart. You may be angry at it, complaining about it, or you may be afraid of it. Maybe there is fear. But before all those emotions come in, the best emotion is the emotion of love and appreciation, gratefulness. So during this Navaratri, nine days that we have, not we have, but it's a timeless celebration observance that the yogis have started. When the seasons are changing, seasons are merging. When there is a union, there is a beautiful surge of energy. So that is the time to ride the wave by making our little effort, then we ride the wave. So how do we enter in that sacred time? 
first thing is carving out a little time. Actually, before you even carved out a little time, just speak to yourself that these nine days are going to be a little special. What is a little different I can do? You may not know any rituals. You may not know anything. doesn't matter. What matters is your presence with your heart and with your mind. So at the ashram, during those nine days, we have carved out time and then we do our puja. Puja means our service we do. Whenever we try to get into a relationship, we have to give that presence a name, a form, just for the sake of our mind. Heart knows, heart doesn't need anything. Heart just knows. It is said heart is blind. Heart knows. But mind needs something to hold on to. So it is only for the sake of the mind we give a name to that presence. Now, what name can we give to that presence? What is the first name that we are all very familiar with? Which is embodiment of love. Acceptance, forgiveness, tolerance, sacrifice. That is the name that we are all familiar with. That name is called Ma. Ma. Ma is the one, who, someone who has given birth to us, who carried us in her belly for nine months. Went through pain of birthing us nourished us with her milk, gave unconditional love when we were at least when we were a little baby, till we began to complain, shout, demand, then that may have changed. But when you were a little baby, there was unconditional love. No matter where the mother was, her attention was always on the baby. So the name and the presence, Ma, is something that we can all relate to when we think about love, acceptance, who is there for us. So that's the name we give to that presence, just for the sake of her mind, so her heart can open. Please be very clear that Ma has no shape or size or image. 
the any image can be the presence of that mark. In Indian iconography, they have ma presence sitting on the lotus or sitting on a tiger or wielding weapons or holding a lotus or holding an instrument. All those things are our creation for the sake of our mind. She is not like that. That presence could have any form that brings a smile in your heart. If I tell you, okay, just close your eyes and just say, Ma, what comes to your, what happens to you? Some people may have a very uh, uh, challenging relationship with their earthly, with their Ma. Maybe that feeling comes in. But I would expect you to think of, take you back to the moment you were born. You came totally empty-handed. There was someone to hold you and lie next to you and hold you to her body. Gave you that security. Go back to that moment, not the moment after you started arguing with her and demanding and she started demanding and all that. Go back to that first moment you were born. What must you have felt like in that moment when you were totally vulnerable in this world, came to this strange world? The whole idea of calling Ma is to call out to that love that's available to us all. Universal love, unconditional love. It's there, it's available to us all. We use it, we take it, we are surrounded by it, but we do not, we choose not to accept it. We keep on looking for it in so many different other forms. So these nine days are really to embrace, to accept, to come closer to that love, which is already there. Which is already there. If you don't have any idea that how it is here. Think about your breath that comes in and brings you back to life. Think about the warmth, water that quenches your thirst, earth that supports you. And it's, these are all various forms of that love that we take in, take in, take in, take in. When do we give? How do we connect? How do we appreciate? If I have never <clears throat> prayed, I have never thought that way, expressed my devotion, how about just sitting sometimes quietly, not thinking about politics, not thinking about what's happening in the world, 
just being there, just say, oh, great presence. I'm grateful for your presence in my life. Maybe just even welcoming that breath with that gratitude. Maybe bringing gratitude when the sun is warming my skin. When you are sitting in the sun, then you be in total appreciation of it. And when there is appreciation, there is gratitude. What a beautiful feeling it is to be, to be in appreciation and gratitude and just staying in it for some time. Not trying to analyze it, not trying to make it any different, not try to see that it could be better. It is what it is and just staying in appreciation and gratitude of those things. Purpose of this little reminder is that starting April 1st for the nine days, those nine days are the time carved out to express our devotion to that great presence that has been with us from the moment we were born up until today. And that presence doesn't care whether you do it or not. It's not coming down pointing at you didn't pray me, pray for me. It's there, un unchanging, it's there. This does something to us. When that appreciation and gratitude dawns in our heart, there is a chemical change that happens in our body. We are not just an angry person walking around with it. Unfriendly expression on our face. When you are in gratitude and devotion, there is sweetness. No matter where you are, you spread sweetness. And it's a very nurturing to our body as well that the chemical change that happens in our body is very nurturing to us. I see who is in front of you. Me and many of you have been through my talks of Navaratri and devotion to that great presence, that great presence that we just call Ma. You can give any name. You can call dad. You can call father. You can call uncle, brother, sister, daughter, son. Doesn't matter. That presence is beyond our label. We just give it a label for the sake of our mind. So wherever you are, in whatever form you can, it's all fine. As long as you sit with a heart that is in appreciation and gratitude.
anyway, this was a very, very, very simplified uh, way to express the feelings of Navaratri. And uh, please do not think that you are not doing anything. So what I'm encouraging you to just carve out a little time. And if nothing, maybe think about that presence that's available to you in the form of the five elements, earth, water, air, fire, space. Acknowledge the unconditional love you have received from all these five elements. And then sometime, find a little time to find a way to express our devotion and gratitude to Ma, who, the worldly Ma, who has given birth to you. Beyond all the expectations, beyond all the arguments, find a way to connect with that unconditional love. There was a divine love that came through the instrument of our worldly mother. It's not about the personality of the mother, it's more about that love that flew through her to you. That was a divine love. So appreciation of that and appreciation of the instrument as well. If it's not ma, it could be a father, it could be a uncle, auntie, somebody was in your life who gave you that sense of protection, a sense of nurturing, sense of security. That unconditional love flew through that instrument to you. So it's more about time to appreciate the unconditional love available to us. Now, to go a little more <clears throat> during Navaratri, uh, we celebrate the presence of Ma in our life in her three major forms. First one is Mahakali. Kali is the remover of darkness, the remover of fear. Kali is also the name of that presence that transcends the energy that is needed for transformation, Kali. After Kali, we go into Mahalakshmi. Mahalakshmi is the one who provides And then we go into Mahasaraswati, the presence that enables us to have wisdom. So being free of fear, being in the remembrance of our opulence and being aware of our wisdom. So these are the three forms of uh, the Ma that we celebrate during Navaratri and contemplate on it.
Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati. So, in a very plain language, have no fear, be aware of the abundance, and have little wisdom. And that helps us to go through life. Thank you very much. I just wanted to uh, remind everyone about the sacredness of the time ahead. Um, and also be, think about this. You may have all kinds of problems. You may think you have all kinds of problems. When there is a problem, there is also a way out of it. We may be too much caught up on the little problem, here it is. There is a way out of it. You may want certain thing to be certain way, but that's not the only way that they need to be. Maybe you need to be a little different. Look at yourself, not at the problem. So there is a way to stop, take a step back, turn around. Think about that too. This is the time for that. I'll stop right here. And uh, if anybody has any uh, questions or about anything, just let me know. You can feel free to send me questions via the chat, or you can let me know that you'd like to speak with Babaji directly, and I will cue you mm -hmm. all up. This is beautiful when there is no question. It means you're listening with your heart, not with your mind. And heart has no question. Heart just knows and resonates with this talk about devotion. So please know you don't have to say anything. And it's fine with Babaji. <clears throat> there is a request, uh, Babaji, just other practices to follow during Navaratri. <clears throat> we will send out something, a very simple little thing that anybody can do and that is first you know those nine days are special days and carve out a little time to 
be in this kind of thing that I was talking about, just be in silence, be in um, gratitude, be in appreciation. And if you have never done anything like this, maybe just this is a good enough for you. Carve out a little time in the morning and in the evening or, or once in a day and just sit with that appreciation and gratitude. And please do not judge it. Oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing it enough? Is this the way it's supposed to be done? No, don't worry. Just say, I am laying down, sitting down in appreciation and gratitude. No judgment. I know people like to judge things. Even they judge themselves all the time or grade themselves. Is this 25%, 50%, 80%? No. It is 100%. As long as you are sitting in its name and not thinking about something else. That's one way. But if you want to do a little more, minimize the intake of the world a little bit. Now, what does that mean? minimize the intake of the world. We take in the world through our sensory organs, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling. Can you cut back on all these little bit with awareness? Minimize the intake of the world through your senses. Usually we are driven by our senses. Just to fulfill their hunger, we have to do something. Take in. If a desire for something comes up, ask yourself, is it necessary? Can I just not do that? Maybe offer that to the lotus feet of the mother. If a desire comes for something, you can have it, you can probably justify, but make a little sacrifice. Offer that, we call it offering that at the feet of the mother. So have a little austerity of some kind, and this is what austerity is. Knowingly that I can have it, I, it's right there and I can have it, but I'm not going to have it, I'm going to offer it to the lotus feet of the mother. So it's not a punishment. It's not a hardship. We can choose sometimes not to do something, not to engage in something with that attitude. So that's another practical way to bring Navaratri in our life. Have a little austerity, bring a little austerity of not always being driven by our sensory organs. Cut back on them, put them on diet for nine days. You are not on a diet, just put your sensory organs on a diet. I think this, uh, this is a little bit of a follow-up to that theme. Uh, 
why why have a special celebration days for ma aren't we trying to make every day every moment to be a puja to ma oh sure yes but you just want to play the violin without perfecting the notes then you'll just make noise so don't make noise yeah we want to make every moment to is it are you happy do you live that way if not then start here you see how our mind works mind will always take us away from what we need to do i am a sadhu you know sad i believe in living it doing it not just thinking about it if we can do 24 hours at least we carve out 5 minutes and start there and then slowly 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 we increase it there's a question about uh, the meditation that we started with baba ji it just says please say more about the light in the mind meditation the sutra is meditate on the divine mother in your heart and the guru in the center of the forehead that's the sutra ma sweetness love meditate on that in the heart so we visualize open lotus and a presence sitting on that lotus granting us fearlessness it could be just the open lotus if there is no human outline maybe there could be just a flame on the lotus and just sitting with that glow in our heart guru guru means our higher self the highest is meditated upon sitting on the white lotus in the center of the forehead what does that mean and a white light meditating on the white light in the center of the forehead we don't bring that light from anywhere it's already there the light of our pure consciousness consciousness so when we say meditate on the white light in the center of the forehead really you are meditating on or you are in the remembrance of acknowledgement of pure consciousness that is in you and all around you in the beginning there was the great darkness then appeared light that's the consciousness became aware of what is so meditating on the third eye meditating on the the white light on the center of the forehead also strengthens our determination it also helps us to curb the desire of senses 
if some of you have seen the picture of Lord Shiva, Bhagwan Shiva has third eyes, means that's the yogic power that we each can develop through the meditational center of the forehead. Once you try to sit, you may not see it. Oh, it's not happening to me. I don't see it. I never happen. And my meditation is no, please don't go there. Just take a little time when you are lying down, sitting around, make it a play, make it a play. Close your eyes. Think about the stillness of your eyes. Now, how do you bring stillness in your eyes? You may have seen Tratak. Tratak is with your eyes closed, slightly pull them up and point them towards the center of the forehead. So that way, there is a little stillness. So your closed eyes slightly pulled up and then crossed. And if you do it for too long, you'll feel a little tension, a little pressure, then release it. And then again, do that. Practice, practice, practice experiencing stillness of the eyes. Our eyes are never still. Even when we're sleeping, our eyes are moving. So when you can consciously still your eyes, That is one experience you can have of a still mind. You cannot think if your eyes are still. By moving the eyes, thoughts come. It's something you can experience and practice and see. So, There is so much to do, so much to experience, so much to discover within us, and it can be only done by doing, by carving out some time, uh, not just thinking and doing. And this is a beautiful thing to do. Just even carve out a little time to practice stillness of your eyes and see what happens. There will be struggle, there will be difficulty, mind will itself will uh, throw tantrum, but we keep going. And if we don't know why should I keep going, we should keep going because that is the expression of my devotion to that great unknown. It's our devotion to something that keeps us going against all the obstacles. And if we stop going, then we know where is our devotion. That's all, Babaji. Oh, that's plenty. What I <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you all for being here. It's so nice every Sunday, you know. I really, I think we are going in a whole new direction. Yes, there is a personal communication, but I think this digital um, connection is going to be important in times to come. And um, I would like to see, hear you and your participation and your ideas that how can we uh, grow, come together, even this digitally, how can we take advantage of this? So please uh, don't hold back. If you have some ideas, some thoughts, what the ashram could do, what I could do, what, how can we come even closer and bring the teachings to you and through this medium, let's build on it. I would need your help, support, ideas. I think we can do that. Thank you, everyone. And please have a wonderful Navaratri in any form that you can, wherever you are, just be in the remembrance of the sacredness of the time and you will gain something from it. I bow to that presence in your heart and then we know we are all held by the same energy, same love. Thank you all.